Chapter Fifteen of the Purple Flame by Roy J. Snell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Fifteen. An Old Man of the North. Having walked resolutely to the black hole in the snowbank, Marian looked within. There was no door, merely an opening here. A dim lamp in the distance sent an uncertain and ghostly light down the corridor. By this light she made out numerous posts and saw that a narrow passageway ran between them. There was something so mysterious about the place that she hesitated on the threshold. At that moment a thought flashed through her mind, a startling and disheartening thought. Radio, she murmured, nothing but radio. She was convinced in an instant that her solution of the origin of the wonderful music was correct. The persons who lived in this strange dwelling, which reminded her of pictures she had seen of the dens and caves of robbers and brigands, had somehow come into possession of a powerful radio receiving set. Somewhere in Nome, or Fairbanks, or perhaps even in Seattle, a noted musician was giving an organ recital. This radio set, with its loudspeaker, had picked up the music and had faithfully reproduced it. That was all there was to the mystery. There was no pipe organ, no skilful musician out here in the forest wilderness. It had been stupid of her to think there might be. This revelation, for revelation it surely seemed to be, was both disappointing and disturbing. Disappointing because in her adventure-loving soul she had hoped to discover here in the wilderness a thing that to all appearances could not be, a modern miracle. Disturbing it was, too, for since a mere instrument, a radiophone, has no soul the character of the person who operated it might be anything at all she could not conceive of the person who actually touched the keys and caused that divine music to pour forth as a villain any sort of person however might snap on the switch that sends such music vibrating from the horn of the loudspeaker of a radiophone for a full five minutes she wavered between two courses of action to go inside this den or to go back to Atatak and attempt to pass it unobserved. Perhaps it was the touch of a finger on what she supposed to be a far-off key, the resuming of the music. Perhaps it was her own utter weariness that decided her at last. Whatever it was, she set a resolute foot inside the entrance, and the next instant found herself carefully picking her way down the dark passage toward the dim lamp. To her surprise, when she at last reached the lamp that hung over a door, she found not an oil lamp, but a small electric light bulb. Will marvels never cease? she whispered. For a second she hesitated. Should she knock? She hated spying. Yet the door stood invitingly ajar. If the persons within did not appear to be the sort of persons a girl might trust, if she could see them and remain unobserved, there was still opportunity for flight acting upon this impulse she peered through the crack in the door imagine her surprise upon seeing at the far end of a long high-ceilinged heavily timbered room not a radio horn but a pipe organ so she breathed my first thought was right that enchanting music was produced on the spot and by such a musician seated with his side toward her was the bent figure of an old man his long flowing white beard his snowy locks 
the dreamy look upon his face as his fingers drifted back and forth across the keys reminded her of pictures she had seen of ancient bards playing upon golden harps harp of the north that mouldering long has hung she recited in a low voice the fingers on the keys suddenly ceased their drifting the dreamy look faded from the musician's face a smile lighted his eyes as turning about he spoke in a cheery voice come in i have been waiting for you you are welcome to an old man's lonely house doubly welcome coming as you do in time for sunday vespers this strange almost uncanny proceeding so startled the girl that for a second she was tempted to turn and flee the next second she had complete control of herself pushing the door open as if entering the chamber of the king of fairies she made a little bow and said thank you then realizing how perfectly absurd her action had been she broke into a hearty laugh and in this laugh the old man joined so with the ice broken they became friends at once to her vast relief she found that the old man though he had undoubtedly been expecting them or someone else did not know all about them he asked if they traveled with dog team or reindeer upon being told that they drove reindeer he smiled and said good it's lucky i have feed for your deer reindeer people seldom come this way once i was caught unprepared to entertain them so last autumn i put in a good stock of moss and willow leaves your deer shall be safely housed and richly fed and so shall you go bring them at once or shall i go with you oh no that is not necessary marian hastened to assure him very well then while you go i will put the birds on to broil you are doubtless very hungry ten minutes later marian was chattering to attatak the queerest place you ever saw and the strangest old gentleman but really i think he is a deer End of chapter 15